This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast, presented by Open Sesame. Taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks, along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work. This is Learning Unlocked. Now, here's your host, Brian Berger. My guest is Daniel Wilder. He is the founder and president of Safety Instruct LLC. He's an experienced course, software, and video developer in the occupational health and safety industry with an emphasis on developing market-leading video-based training and bridging the gap between employees, technology, and online instruction. With over 17 years of online training experience, Daniel has used his expertise in OSHA, DOT, and EPA-based compliance to develop over 500 video-based training courses and dozens of customized and interactive proprietary training programs. Daniel, thanks for joining me on the Learning Unlocked podcast. How are you? I'm well, Brian. Thank you as well. I appreciate the time. So impressive background. Give our audience your founder story. How did you come to find Safety Instruct LLC? Sure. Well, actually, a fun story there was I started back in 2005 as an intern of a company called Digital 2000. Uh, They were one of the first companies to create video-based training back in the 80s. And my in was actually because the president was my scoutmaster when I was a kid. Huh. So that was a, that was that was the segue into uh, you know the training world, if you will. Uh, but then I, I worked with them for over a decade, and then uh, that owner retired, and I had the opportunity at that point, uh, you know, took door number one to start my own shop, and was blessed with uh, a few people to follow me through that process, and then it spent the next two years kind of really going back to the fundamentals of of uh, addressing content, how it was going to be delivered, as well as the experience, you know, how it delivered online. How did you get into e-learning to begin with? Like, what was your interest there? Well, my actual initial interest was more in the training side than it was e-learning. But what I realized pretty quickly was that training that, you know, the way that training was being delivered just wasn't working. You know, the death by PowerPoint, the scalability wasn't there. And obviously, you know, in-person with an industry expert is the best way to do training, but that's also extremely challenging and pretty much impossible for any major corporation to implement. So then it's, you know, started to ask those questions of, well, how can we still, you know, utilize an industry expert's knowledge? How can we tell that story? And video became the answer to that. And obviously the segue to that was e-learning. So it, it really was actually more about training and how do I create an impact? But the natural you know, order of it ended up being e-learning. Yeah, I mean, this is such a kind of a niche topic. And, and you go back to like the <laughs> 1970s and everything was in the classroom. And, yep. you know, now you fast forward to today. And like you said, it's, it's all video based. And I'm wondering, I would imagine like most people I've had on this podcast during the pandemic, it only sped up the need for virtual learning. Oh, without a doubt. And, and in fact, you know, it, it probably shaved five years off for most companies in terms of implementation. 
but I'd also, I think, highlighted the need of how what was currently in use by most companies wasn't effective. It wasn't really working. And the real benefit of that on our end was it helped companies want to make further investments into the technology, into the you know video-based approach, uh, which you know takes time. That's the other aspect of this. You know, there's not really any shortcuts if you're going to do this well. So you mentioned death by PowerPoint. I agree with you. <laughs> what makes for compelling content now? If someone's listening to this and they're saying, you know what, we need to create compelling content that at the end of the day is going to be memorable and really allow our learners to retain the knowledge of what they're learning. What's that recipe look like? Definitely. Great question. And it really comes down to something so simple. It's called the human connection. You know, video-based training allows you that opportunity to actually resonate, uh, you know, create that visceral connection with the audience, right? Because they're seeing a person. They, they can relate to a person. You know, if you're watching, you know, a PowerPoint that's just text on a screen, uh, that doesn't touch you. That doesn't impact you. So the first real core component of that is showcasing real people in real situations. And I tell companies this all the time. You know, they overthink it, right? They want it to be this grandiose, perfect, corporate, polished thing. And that doesn't resonate. What it needs to be is real. And they need to show their workplace. They need to show their people through the process of what they're trying to achieve. That's how, you know, you start to actually make an impact. Is there a length of time of these videos that you find is, you know, most appropriate? I know we live in this... uh you know, 180 character world of Twitter where everything is so condensed. Have you learned kind of over the years, like this is the amount of time that people will pay attention to a video? Without a doubt, seven minutes or less. And in fact, longer curriculum, we typically segment so that it has learning objectives, but they never exceed seven minutes. Uh, just for the simple fact that that's the normal attention span. And I will say it's actually decreasing. Uh, you know, for the emerging generations, it's actually under five minutes. So that whole micro-learning approach, that's the future, period. So explain to our audience who may not be familiar with the term micro-learning. What does that mean? And, and you know, when you have all this information to disperse, how do you drill it down to seven or even five minutes? Well, that's also where video gives you a significant advantage because a minute of video is actually worth 1.8 million words in your ability to comprehend. And that's backed by Forrester Research in case anyone wants to fact check me. But... Uh, what it comes down to is you just choosing one core topic. So you're, you know, if you were going to train on something that's even broader, you've got to laser focus that down into deliverables, very specific actions that you want to have achieved. That's how you get it to that sub five, sub seven minutes level. But then you also deliver that, you know, incrementally over a time period. So you can cover the whole range of the topic. As far as uh, micro learning is concerned, I know you just explained that, but you know, give me an example of like a general topic and then a micro learning topic, how you would maybe drill that down. Sure. So if you take something like uh, hearing protection, okay? So uh, a micro topic of that could be uh, the specific types of personal protective equipment that are related to hearing protection, right? That's the only thing that you cover. Another micro-learning topic of that could be uh, the amount of exposure, you know, OSHA, OSHA's compliance exposure for length of time and uh, decibel rating, right? That's all you talk about. You get extremely specific. Because remember, the real goal of training is retention and comprehension. Mm 
So if they're walking away and they've only got to remember, say, two takeaways from that topic, they're going to remember that if it's that's all that's covered. If you've got 20 in there, <laughs> they're going to remember still just two, <laughs> but the expectation will be that they you know, learned all 20 and they never do. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, you'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI Toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit opensesame.com today to start your survey. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. What about interactivity with the training? Someone watches a video. Do you give them a quiz afterwards? Is there any other interactivity that goes along with it? There is, and that's continuing to increase uh, in terms of the type, type or the flexibility. You know, all of our courses obviously have a post-exam that's normal. It covers the compliance side. But we also interweave a lot more different types of interactions. So, you know, drag and drop matching. But again, our core goal in those interactions is to show visual aids as much as possible. Visually, you learn 60,000 times faster than you do with just straight text. So we are passionate about showcasing those people, even in the interaction side, um, just to reinforce whatever the content or the topic was. I'm interested in the audio component of learning. Do you do anything with audio or is it all video-based? For instance, I've been saying this to our guests a lot lately. I found myself not reading books as much as I do listen to them. (laughs) You know, I can listen on a walk or when I'm working out or traveling on an airplane And I I find I retain the information more than if I'm reading it. What do you see in the way of audio in the future? Great question. And I actually think it's it's a key component as well. You know, we've experimented and evolved our training over the years where we now add in a lot more music or, um, you know, interjection of sound, different types of sound, depending on the topic that we're teaching. And obviously narration is a key component of that and inflection, right? So we, you definitely want to showcase audio that's exciting, that's, you know, the pace is good, that it's moving instead of just that pre-recorded, you know, computer-generated monotone, right, that many companies feel is sufficient when it comes to training. But I, I would go back to that original thing that I mentioned at the beginning. The other goal with audio, and you even mentioned this from a retention standpoint, is that the fact that you connect to it, and it's because you're hearing a human, right? Right. You you can all of a sudden relate to that. And you've probably listened to an audiobook before, right? Where you can literally feel what that person is saying. Yeah. And I'll even, I'll even go this far. If the audio is being read by the author of the book, it's mm-hmm. more powerful yeah. to me than if it's just some generic narrator or even someone 100%. with kind of a, a robot voice. 100%. Yep. And, that, and that's because they can, they know when to, to put that inflection. They know when to put that extra power uh, into that you know, sentence. So yeah, audio, I think, is definitely a core component of the future when it comes to training. Uh, and, but again, it's, you know, with how people all learn differently, the benefit of something like video base is that you, you get the, the visual, but you also get the auditorial, 
right? Right. So it, it, it covers both avenues. Right. Um, you know, and, and many com- and many people I know do learn a lot better from just hearing. Yeah. No, I think it depends on the person. But, uh, you know, I really find it fascinating that you think no more than seven minutes is the amount of time that people Mm -hmm. should be, you know, watching or listening to these videos. Um, What about frequency with the impact of training? How frequently should people be watching things? Are there, is there an overload uh, threshold where someone's like just watching too much or listening to too much so that they, almost get uh, bogged down by learning? That's a good question. And again, it just depends a little bit based on industry or, or the amount of information that you have to gather. You know, when you're looking at broad-based, more awareness-focused topics, you know, we typically recommend that they're training at least twice a week. And again, you know, you're less than 15 minutes per training. And that training is usually broken into, you know, two or three deliverables. Uh, but that's a steady you know, doable frequency for most companies, a lot only train once a week. But again, I don't really recommend training on micro learning, you know, more frequently than really once a day, uh, because at that point, and, and ideally you're doing it at the beginning of the shift. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? by having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers, publishers like TED and Harvard. And having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today by visiting opensesame.com backslash course of the week. Back to Learning Unlocked, here's Brian Berger. You're working with a lot of organizations, like I mentioned earlier, like OSHA and and DOT. How difficult is it to kind of understand what their safety regulations are and guidelines as you incorporate it into your your trainings? Because I would imagine those are changing frequently or they stay the same. Uh, There is some evolution. And I mean, you know, OSHA, DOT and EPA, since they're government-based agencies, they're really just setting the compliance standards for us. You know, when we go to an organization, we're reflecting whatever those current standards are. However, you know, our goal is always at the end to keep that employee safe. So we typically exceed those expectations to address whether it's behavior-based trends that are happening in the space. Uh, But that's also where we incorporate industry experts. Going back to that original, the highest value of training, right, is that subject matter expert. Well, if we incorporate them into the process of when we develop curriculum, then you always get those great little nuggets, right? Um, those takeaways that they don't talk about in just straight, you know, standard compliance regulation. Uh, and that's also what resonates, right? It gives you that a little extra edge that people are going to remember in the, in the process. How do you solicit feedback from people who have watched your videos so that you can, you know, always be adapting and improving? You know, we are passionate about lessons learned. And so, you know, not only... Um, in the organizations that we directly work with, you know, our, our software has the ability to immediately have a post-survey. But we also do re- routine check-ins with you know, our points of contact at organizations to hear feedback. And, and one of the things I think that resonates with them is they see those changes. You know, we're pretty quick to respond if there's an issue or concern uh, or if, you know, they're saying, oh, we really feel like this should be worded differently especially with how our culture and society is evolving. We've also had to implement a lot of changes in terms of how our video content is represented. 
um, the language that we're using, even in the narration, um, you know, that's all very important to us because we want to ensure, again, that the end user experience is of the highest caliber. Now, I know Safety Instruct has some courses available in the Open Sesame catalog. What are some of those course titles? Uh, well, definitely a few of the top ones would be our Personal Protective uh, Equipment Series, uh, and then also our New Hire Orientation for Construction and General Industry. Those are very popular courses. Uh, we also just finished a new respirator protection course that I dare say is top-notch and will provide a very unique experience for companies. We've had very fantastic feedback about that course. I imagine with the new hire video that you just mentioned, it probably looks a lot different today than it did before the pandemic. So when you're bringing on new hires, how is that different than it was a couple of years ago? Oh, well, it's definitely a much more of a focus on awareness, uh, the environment. You know, obviously the videos that we're using look a lot different than they were even two years ago, three years ago. So, uh, but it's also addressing, you know, how the employees interacting with their environment, you know, and, and whether or not they're working remotely or on site. So these are all kind of questions that weren't very common two and a half years ago that now are the norm. Yeah, it's such an interesting industry. What do you see, my last question for you, what do you kind of see the future of, of learning and training looking like? Do you think there's anything that we should be paying particular attention to? I know you've mentioned several things during this conversation. I'm going to go back to the original goal. You know, I think what most people really want is they want to connect. You know, they want a story. They want to understand the process. And so in terms of where, you know, specifically e-learning is going to move towards, it's going to be in, in aspects like, you know, AR and VR. And the reason I say that is because you can have a closer connection through those experiences. We've already experimented a little bit with VR-based training, and the results have been really positive uh, because it's completely immersive. Uh, the person isn't distracted by other devices or other things in their environment, right? They're completely focused on what's happening. And so from early testing we've done, our retention comprehension, they all go through the roof. So again, if the ultimate goal is to keep the employee safe, to keep them trained, the only way you can really do that is by creating an impact in them. And you do that by creating a connection, a relationship. And again, that's for us, that's through video and how, again, video and e-learning are going to evolve will be with those new types of technology that help us you know, establish that connection to be even stronger. Great advice and insight from Daniel Wilder, founder and president of Safety Instruct. Find out more about them at safetyinstruct.com. Find their courses in the Open Sesame Library at opensesame.com. Daniel, thanks for joining me on the Learning Unlock podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it as well. Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.